What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Cycle 365. This is mini series episode six. I am your host, Simon Volianos, and with me, I got a special guest. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? My name is Alicia. Um, I have been a cheerleader for seven years, four years in high school, and three years in college at UNC. Yeah, for sure. And she's a really good friend of mine. We have we, we go way back, I would say, you know, I have her on because we've really never talked about cheerleading or dance, surprisingly ever, which is kind of weird because here at The Cycle, we try to hit all the sports. So yeah, this is a good thing. Alicia, you are the second female on this podcast too, so congratulations. Thank you. I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but hey, this is going to be good. So right off the bat, we kind of ask everyone this but, you know, what was the highlight of your, I guess, cheerleading career? Um, I would say the highlight of my career was probably my last year in college. That was um, the one year that I actually got to compete. So um, for cheer, we do one really big competition a year. And so that was Nationals in Daytona Beach, Florida. And that was just a really cool experience to be able to compete against a bunch of different colleges from around the whole country. And um, we ended up placing sixth in our division, which was really awesome. And so I think that experience is like one of the most memorable just because of like how much work goes into it and how much our team really comes together for that one performance. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we'll, we'll go right into that work later on in the show. You know, it's just like I said, it's one of those things that we haven't really talked about a ton. I personally don't have that. <laughs> experience as a cheerleader or a dancer you know and i know for a fact that nobody else has either so this is going to be really fun and so let's get down to the basics of it you know so for you why did you cheer for as long as you did like what was appealing to you as a cheerleader and all that um i think just the diversity of the sport in general um, the sport has like a game day section where that's kind of like the typical view of what cheerleading is when you're at football, basketball, volleyball games, cheering for the other sports, which that is like a super fun aspect of it. But then there's also the whole competitive side of it where you get to compete against other teams and really that is like cheers moment to kind of be like the main event compared to game day when they're on the sidelines. So I think just the diversity of it's like changing throughout so much of it so like in high school we focused a lot on the game day and then as I went to college we focused a lot more on the competitive side so it just like was always changing and there's always room for growth which I thought was really cool and kept me really interested in it so yeah for sure and so you already kind of mentioned you know the differences between high school and college cheer was there I guess you know, still competitive cheer competitions in high school? Because I know some cheer squads don't do that. So was there for you? Yeah. So it really depends on the school. Yeah. And there's So there's cheer within high schools, but then there's also like club cheer, which we call all-star cheer. And that's like the competitive side. And you could start that like really young. Like I think at like four or maybe younger, wow. which I didn't even know that was like a thing or I would have done it. So <laughs> that's kind of a bummer. But um, yeah, so it starts really young, but... In high schools, it's really up to the school whether they're gonna do a competition or just be game day. So my high school, my freshman year, we did game day, but then the rest, we just, I mean, freshman year we did competition. Okay. But then the rest, we just did game day. So yeah, it was interesting, but that was just my school. A lot of other schools do competition too. So then they have the balance of both game day and competition cheer. For sure. 
And so I gotta ask, well, which one do you prefer more, game day or competition? I think, so I only personally competed twice and those were like some of my favorite moments. So I think I'd probably go with competition, but I still do love game day. It's just, um, you don't really get as much time to like showcase your skills. Like with a competition, you're working for so long for that like little chunk of time that you get to perform and compete. And it's just like an incredible experience to have that competitive nature within cheer because it's not typically seen as a competitive sport. So it's just really fun to have that motivation. Yeah, for sure. So you would say it's definitely a little bit more complex, right? Uh, competition versus game day, right? Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of different aspects of competition, I would say. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I would have to agree. Like I said, I don't know much, but I've definitely went to not cheer competitions. Oh, man, what is it called? Like, I went to, like, a couple of yours, like, oh, I think junior year, where y'all would, like, like, showcase something. Oh, yeah, the showcase. So yeah. we usually do, like, a big showcase before we compete, just because, like, when we go to compete, you have two minutes and 30 seconds to do your routine one time, and that's wow. it. So we like to practice it as much as we can to, like, simulate what it's going to be like, because you really have one shot, and if you screw it up, then that's kind of, like, that's it. Like, that was it. So we like to do the showcase before we go. That way we can kind of get the same feelings that we would at a competition by having a crowd to like watch us and kind of get our adrenaline spiked and stuff like that. Okay, no, yeah, that totally makes sense. So that would be, I guess, comparable like to like a preseason type of football game or basketball game, stuff like that, right? Yeah, No. I, I think so. Okay. I think. I, it sounds like <laughs> a little bit more serious. I'm not gonna lie. And like, I've seen you do it a couple of times and it's it's crazy like it, it's so much that like y'all are doing and like oh my gosh <laughs> i definitely couldn't be a cheerleader i don't have the <laughs> flexibility and probably not the strength maybe i don't know I bet you can do it. yeah i appreciate that <laughs> vote of confidence but uh yeah no it's it looks really crazy and like the showcases uh over at unc shout out to northern colorado sco bears mm-hmm. um they're great honestly i remember seeing two for sure one was like right before the CIT championship or in the CIT. I don't know. It was something like that oh, yeah. during the basketball season. Yep, Do you remember that? that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang, that was way back. Was We're both graduating now, so that's crazy. <laughs> kind of old. It's okay. I know, but oh, it is what it is. And then the following year, <laughs> shout out to my boy, Big Nate. His girlfriend was on the cheer squad, and I'm pretty sure uh, she was a good friend of yours as well. And so, oh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was crazy, you know, and it looked... It looked tough, and I definitely, I don't know why, like, this is something that came up, but I remember the second year I went, it was, so it was a showcase, right, and y'all performed the whole thing, and then y'all had, like, like, you came up, I think, and a couple other seniors and talked, and, you know, talked about your experiences, but then I remember specifically after, like, everything kind of wrapped up, that, like, y'all's coaches were like, all right, let's run it back again, and I'm like, okay, wow, like, I don't, that sounds pretty serious. Yeah. Like, I don't see many, I don't know. In sports, it's not like, you know, like you play a scrimmage or a preseason game and then your coaches are like, all right, let's go hit the practice field again because y'all were not like doing your job. So was that kind of the vibe like, or am I just like way off the mark? No. So at that routine, like, like I said before, when we compete, we have two minutes and 30 seconds. Right. And if you don't hit it, then like those are points deducted from your routine. And at that showcase, we didn't hit all of our skills. So that means like a certain stunt might've fell down or like timing was off on something. 
And so we really need to make sure that we're mastering all of those skills. So um, our coach t tells us at the beginning of that routine, like anything we don't hit, we're going to do again at the end because our bodies are going to be tired. And if we can do it when we're tired, then we should be able to do it when we're not tired. So <laughs> by doing it again after that, it just gives our bodies like the muscle memory to be able to actually hit it and push through and really like fight to make those things hit because at that point, then that means we have maybe like one to two weeks before we're competing for that. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, and I assume there are like practices like every week, right? Like oh, every yeah. couple of days or whatever. Every day. Okay. Every day. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. <laughs> yep. At least on the, on the college level, we'll, we'll get into that later okay. actually. But cool. before we get into that, um, so this is another question I have, but are there like I'm pretty sure there are like different positions in cheer, right? Mm -hmm. Why don't you go ahead and explain like what you did, okay. and, you know, and then I guess some yeah. of the positions if you want to. Okay, so within cheer, there's stunting, which is like kind of like the acrobatic side of it. So you have two bases, which are the people that are holding the person, which we call the flyer. And then there's also a back spot. So there's three people who are like on the ground and then one person in the air. So I was a flyer, which was fun and a little spooky sometimes, but <laughs> it was a great time. So yeah, but there's like so many different positions within cheer. Like you can even have people who are just tumblers, which means they're just doing like the tumbling throughout the routine and not stunting quite as much. Or you have people who can do more than one position. So we had some people who could base, but could also fly. And that's like really helpful for the team just because there's limited amount of people on the team but some skills you really need to like mix up the groups and change around who's doing what so right okay yeah and that all sounds pretty complicated i mean honestly it's just like any other sport like cheer in my opinion is definitely one of the tougher sports you know i know there are plenty of over masculine football players boys basically who you know would like to not give cheer the credit they deserve and I know pers you as a cheerleader would probably have some arguments against them, am I right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For and, sure. Yeah, and you know, honestly, th th that's why we're doing this podcast, you know, or this episode, just so we could dive deeper into that. And so let's start by going into, I guess, how should I say this? Like, y'all's schedule throughout the year, right? Because in most sports, at least, you know... Well, I'm a football player. You know that, and the mm -hmm. listeners know that. But, you know, there's a couple different phases in our season, in a year. You know, in Texas, it was definitely way more complicated than <laughs> in Colorado. And you can listen to the last episode, episode five, where I go into burnout and how, you know, I would have dang, basically almost, I said 330 days. That's not realistic, but I'd say at least 300 days out of 365 days a year where I'm doing either workouts or football stuff. And, you know, it was intense for me. And so for us, it would consist of, so the off season, right? And then there's like a preseason slash like, you know, like introductory summer type of training camp stuff, you know, before the regular season, am I right? And then after that, we go regular season uh, and then playoffs or whatever, championship games, bowl games, stuff like that. And then after that, it restarts all over again, back to off season, winter, a workouts seven on seven then summer training camp which was like a two-month thing i'm already getting ptsd talking about it so let's throw it back to you though so was cheer similar to that or maybe a little bit different yeah what was the schedule like so we have a really long season so 
we start in the summer with like non-mandatory practices. Usually that was for high school. High school had non-mandatory practices. Then right. August, like once school starts, that would be the start of regular season. And then we don't end until about April. So it's like most of the year because we have to cheer for football and then sometimes volleyball and then basketball. So those seasons go from like very long periods of time. Right. And then also our competitive season in high school, the competitive season here at least ends in December. So then throughout football season is also competition season. But then for college, our season's about the same length of time, maybe a little longer because for college, our competitive season is January to about beginning of April. So yeah, we're pretty much working year round because then once April comes, season's over, but then tryouts are probably either end of April or beginning of May. So then you're preparing for your next tryout. And then right after tryouts in college starts summer practices. So yeah, there's really no stopping, but- um, <laughs> Okay. So yeah, that's with our season. But then with practices, high school wasn't quite as much time. I would say between three to five days a week. And that would just be like after school for a couple hours. And then um, on top of games, so like football season, that's usually a game every couple weeks or I don't know, depending on football season. And then basketball was usually a couple more because we had men's and women's basketball. Right. So that'd be like two games a week about. So that's like on top of practices, which can kind of be a lot. But yeah. And then college was like completely different. So for college, we had practice every single day at 6 a.m. Oh. Plus four hours a week gym hours that you just had to do on your own. And then plus appearances. And that's like when athletics or people in the community just want um, to have cheerleaders there to kind of show like our school support and stuff like that. So if there was like a football game that was like not a, a home game and it was away, they'd want us to like go to wherever they're watching it and just kind of be there or if there was like a grand opening of something, they'd want us to go there. So then you'd have to sign up for that. So there's also that throughout the week. And then on top of games and in college, there's a lot more games. So probably two games every week throughout both football, volleyball season, and then basketball season. Wow. So, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like well, okay, well, I don't know about me, but like for you, it sounded like it was pretty fun. Yeah. Well, that's, that's tough. Yeah. That sounds honestly pretty insane. So let's backtrack a little bit to those practice times, though. So you did say a couple hours. How long would you say they were on average? Because I know with football, at least I'm, I'm just going to go back to Texas because I'm not going to lie. Like Colorado football programs are pretty easy for me. Like it wasn't as intense. And that's no shade. It's just how it is. Texas, there's a reason why they throw out a billion NFL players every year. So in Texas, the way they would do it is that they would have, like, and this wasn't just for football, it was for all sports, but basically, like, if you were playing a sport, then that was your PE credit, and so that's like a one-hour block or period, and for us, that was at the end of the day, so it would be seventh period, it would start, like, one, no, it would start maybe 2.30-ish, you know, and then we'd have to be out on the field at 2.45, and then our regular you know practice days would go from then to 5 30 pretty much every day except for like i'm you know obviously game day and then sometimes you know uh if it's like a monday or a day after the game you know we won't practice as long but 
you know, usually you never know. Like coaches could honestly hold y'all as long as six sometimes, and so it was insane. And that was something that we did a lot, as well as you know doing morning workouts. That was something I always did. I don't know why. Like looking back, it's kind of crazy. Like it's one of those things where like. You know, you're a lot older now, but like looking back, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, how did young me do all of this stuff and yeah. wake up? Yeah, but yeah, it was crazy. And so it would be like 7 a.m. workouts or whatever until we got to go to class at 8. And then we have football practice and stuff like that. And then the off season was pretty similar as that. The only difference really just being instead of football practice, it was just workouts and it go into 4.30. So why don't you go ahead and tell us like kind of what practice was like, how long it was and what your experience was. Yeah, so for college, we had practice at 6 a.m. And so we'd get there, and usually for the first, like, I would say hour, an hour and 15 minutes maybe, we're just working on, like, perfecting our skills. So we'd usually start with tumbling and just warming that up and then working on just making every skill really solid. So we'd do that, and then we'd go into stunts, and that usually was, I would say, the main focus of the practice just because that's the part that requires like the most teamwork and like actually being together where tumbling you could work on on your own which is good too so um (laughs) yeah yeah so we'd spend most of the time working on stunts and then we really wouldn't put the whole routine together for a while we'd wait a little while just because we want to work on the sections of it so then once we would work on those things separate we'd start putting parts of the routine together so we would do like the first half of it and then that'd be like tumbling pass jumps and like the first stunt or something and then we just work through that a couple times making sure that we could do it and just building up our endurance for that right and then um yeah going on to the next section and then after we put all that together we usually do conditioning for about half an hour at the end and then go to class so yeah wow <laughs> so in total how many hours is that typically it was like two hours Okay. A little under two, just because it was, like, right on the edge of when people had class. Right, yeah. So we'd usually end at, like, 7.45. So okay. An hour and 45 minutes, about. That's still a solid amount of time, basically, every day in college, right? And plus, you yeah. have, like, other times where you gotta, where y'all gotta work out and yeah. whatnot, right? And then we also had tumbling every week, so that would be a separate thing where we would go to, like, an actual cheer gym. Okay. And have, like, different coaches that were there who were like specifically there to help us work on getting new skills in tumbling and even like with stunts sometimes. So um, that was another thing on top of that, but we would do that at night. So that would be Monday nights usually. So like once a week. Okay. Um, This is going to sound like a stupid question, but what is tumbling and cheer? (laughs) Okay, I'll tell you. So that's like kind of the gymnastics part. So like flips and stuff like that. Okay. So like cool stuff? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So just when people could do like tucks and backhand springs and stuff like that. Oh so. man, I'm getting thrown back to the days where I had to teach gymnastics as a practicum. Ooh. That was scary. <laughs> <laughs> like teaching a bunch of little kids, that is so scary. Yeah, and we'll get into that. Scary. But um, man, okay, okay. So in your opinion, you know, how difficult is cheer compared to other sports? And feel free to be as biased as possible. Okay. Well, I don't know. I think it's hard to compare because it's just so different. Like, I think every sport has their things that make it really hard. But I think cheer definitely is under underappreciated for how difficult it is. 
because it really takes like a lot of strength and I don't know it's hard like (laughs) stunting like it looks like oh she's just being thrown around but like it takes a lot of like body control to be able to like hold yourself in the air and like hold another human in the air as they're like spinning and flipping and doing a bunch of different things so I would say it's pretty hard I don't know if I could necessarily say it's like harder than like another sport because like I haven't done other sports and I'm sure they're all really hard but I think it's definitely harder than people think because people typically don't see like what goes into a routine and when we put it forward like it looks like it's easy because like we've been doing it for a whole year you know like it doesn't look as hard as it actually feels like we only do it for two and a half minutes and it's like after that you like can't breathe it's like oh, yeah. it's only two and a half minutes, but it's a lot, you know. There's a lot going on in that two and a half minutes. As yeah. somebody who has seen it, it's I don't know. There's just a lot going on, and I didn't ask you this, but like typically, how big were your cheer squads? Um, I feel like they varied every year. Like on the mat, you could only have about twenty people. But we had more people than that who, like, just didn't compete. So some years we had, like, 40 people. Some years we had 30. But also we, like, started out with a lot at the beginning of the year. And by the end of the year, it definitely dwindles down a lot. So it's kind of hard to say. Is that a consistent thing? Like, I would say. Okay. Yeah. I think just with, like, the time commitment that it is and, um, I don't know, just the level of difficulty that I think people don't necessarily expect coming into it. A lot of people end up quitting like halfway through the year or earlier than that or yeah. So that's happened like every year that I've cheered. There's at least a couple people. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I feel like that's in a lot of sports, but I think that's definitely an indicator of how tough cheer is because I mean, because I ask that because when I watch y'all, it definitely seemed like there are way more than 20 people out there and there's just mm-hmm. so many moving parts and it's not like y'all are ever really in one place for more than a second even yeah not really <laughs> yeah and like i mean especially you as a flyer you're getting thrown around a ton like yeah. i don't know i i wouldn't even bother to count sometimes to be <laughs> honest but it's it's crazy you know and there's so many moving parts and to be as efficient you know performing any routine like that it's tough because yeah. it's not just you you know like in gymnastics I guess, like, when you're doing a routine or whatnot, usually, I guess, it would just be you. And you could control yourself, right? But yeah. when you got to rely on 19 other people to do your job, I mean, there's got to be some trust there, am I right? Oh, yeah. I feel like it's one of the sports that requires, like, trust and teamwork the most because, like, right. you're literally putting your life in other people's hands. And, like, if one person does something different one time, like, it could really mess up the whole routine. Like, if they're, like one step over to the right and like that's where you're supposed to be like that really screws up everything and like judges notice everything like you don't think they'll (laughs) notice something but they're like oh that person was slightly off of the formation and like that docks you a point and like so you really have to just practice until it's not like practice until you get it right once it's like practice until you don't mess up ever and like that's kind of hard to do no yeah for sure we do it (laughs) so. <laughs> yeah for sure it seems super detail oriented and obviously y'all get uh you know judged off of your performance and it's not like other sports where you get judged off of your performance because 
you know, like say in basketball or, you know, football, you're trying to score points. And if you score more points than the other team, you win, right? But in this, it's not like, how should I say this? Well, it's not like, you know, you're physically like scoring a touchdown or a point, right? Like yeah. it's like a whole thing mm-hmm. put together where you got to rely on people. And, you know, I'd imagine the judges are super, super detail oriented because the thing is in football and basketball, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pull on football more because that's what I know. But like if somebody, if a, actually if a couple of people do something wrong, you could still score on the play. You know, like, there's definitely been plays where I've played, you know, running back and quarterback, and, like, three out of my five linemen would all miss their blocks. But all it takes is, like, you, yourself, breaking a couple tackles, and you could still score, right? Mm -hmm. But in cheer, if a couple people mess up, there's no way you could really get those points back. Am I right? Yeah, so if there's even, like, one little, like, bobble in a stunt, like, you don't even fall, you just kind of, like, move the way you're not supposed to, like, that docks you. Right. Like, if one person misses their tumbling pass and, like, they fall, that docks you a lot. And, like, even if you hit your routine, like, perfect, and you, you, we call it, like, a zero reduction routine, like, that doesn't even guarantee you winning. So it's like... Really? Yeah. So it's not like, oh, you hit a routine, now you won. It's like, okay, you hit zero... You hit your routine, so that means you got zero reductions, but these things also have to like score you high enough. So like our stunt could not be as good as this other school's stunt. So that means they scored more for like creativity or like difficulty. So like we could have done one spin, but they did one and a half. So that makes their difficulty go up. And even though we both hit zero, they could win because they have like slightly more difficult. Yeah. Or like they were a little sharper or like just something like that. So. It's very complex and, like, hard to explain and even understand, but, yeah. I mean, that made sense to me, you know? Um, So, at that point, basically, then, sometimes it's not all on, you know, the competitors, the players, the cheerleaders, right? Like, it comes down to the coaches having to put together a good routine Mm -hmm. that that pushes y'all while not, you know, while not hurting y'all too much. Is that right? Yeah, it's kind of like finding the balance of, like, what's the highest difficulty we can do to perfection, but that's still gonna like get us difficulty points, but that we can execute well. Because if you're doing something that's really difficult, but it looks sloppy, like you're not gonna get those points at all. You'll get docked like even more. So you just have to do like what you can do the hardest, the best, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're good, you're good. That makes sense to me. So it's. So, from what I'm hearing, it's just super detail-oriented, right? Yeah. And, like, I mean, it's just one of those sports... There's a ton of sports like this, but it's one of those sports where, like, you can't just have one good cheerleader. Or you even, mm-hmm. like, you can't just have half the squad good, and the other half is, like, like you gotta pick up their weight. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Like, everyone has to do their part, or else it won't work. Okay. So. Yeah. And yeah. That's, and see, that's tough, because, you know... As a coach for me, like, I always tell my kiddos, like, yo, you know, you could control yourself. Like, you don't need everyone else doing their job for you to succeed sometimes. But, you know, in a very team-centered or, I guess, team-centric kind of sport like cheer, like, that's, it seems like that's just not possible. I mean, I think you still have to have that mindset of doing the very best that you can and, like, performing the best that you can. Because if you don't have that, like, if everyone does their part then it'll go well. So I think 
our coaches always told us like just focus on yourself you can't worry about the teammate next to you because if you're worrying about them you're not focusing on yourself of course yeah so we still kind of have that mindset of really taking into consideration like am i doing my very best am i like executing everything the way that i should and if everyone's doing their job then in the end it'll turn out fine but if you're worrying about everyone else then you'll probably miss something that you should be focusing on yeah and that totally makes sense for sure so we've already talked about some of the difficulties and cheer but now let's let's make it a little bit personal personally for you what were some of the challenges with cheer whether it was you know the time commitment or the wear and tear on your body because you're you're definitely getting thrown around a ton so i can't imagine that's like (laughs) you know (laughs) <laughs> something that uh that doesn't come with wear and tear especially after seven years that's a pretty long time mm-hmm. you know so why don't you go ahead and talk about some of the challenges for you uh when it came to cheer i think both of the things you said are very accurate like time commitment definitely is something that took a lot of getting used to like both in high school and in college just because it is a lot of extra time but i think it's all worth it But um, yeah, that was definitely a hard thing too, just going into college because it was an even bigger time commitment than I was used to. So just balancing that with school and college life, I don't know, it was a lot. Yeah. But um, I don't know, every game and everything still made it worth it because you're just like, you get really involved in the community because you're part of like all the games and you kind of get to see like the backside of it. like. You're like really in the game and that's like something that a lot of people don't get to experience and like you get to see all the things that go on behind the scenes with athletics and that's like a really cool thing to see but yeah it's also hard too but yeah the wear and tear on my body has been super fun i feel like now <laughs> that i stopped it like all hit me at once yeah so like while i was in it i was like fine and i think that was because i was like stretching a lot more and like I don't know, working out more, I guess, probably. Not working out as much now, but it's fine. But, yeah, so it's kind of all hit me now that I'm done with it. But I still want to change it. So. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. And, I mean, like, that just comes with, you know, loving a sport. Now, there's certain sports and things, just things in general. It doesn't have to be a sport. Anything where if you love it enough, like, you'll you do whatever, right? And it's yeah. really not that big of a worry because, you know, you enjoy being there. And, like, mm-hmm. I totally get that. In football, like, I have really bad shoulders. Like, oh, my gosh. Every time I move my shoulders or try to do a pull-up nowadays, like, I definitely hear some cracks. And um, <laughs> That's fun. I know. A shout-out to the homie who dislocated my shoulder, like, mm-hmm. three times in a game. But anyways, <laughs> it's, <laughs> you know, it's wearing tear like that, but that makes it worth it, right? Yeah. And so that's totally understandable. So last week, we talked about burnout obviously you weren't here so i'll, I'll kind of just give you a little summary i was talking about i started feeling burnout sy- symptoms in middle school just because it was it was a constant thing you know and you know te- football culture in texas is, is insane it took me like basically living in colorado for almost six or seven years to realize that it's not normal to have like you know stadiums bigger than your own college cheering for a bunch of little you know eighth graders or even high schoolers at that point it's not normal to be putting in so much work Mm -hmm. to be putting in five day a week you know practices along with whatever practices you do with your homies and teammates on the side you know and i mean like i said i don't regret it like i still met some great players i met some guys who are in the nfl right now 
doing their thing and whatnot. And it's great, you know, but at the time, I definitely felt the burnout. And it wasn't really until I came to Colorado where I felt that burnout. And we haven't really talked about that a whole ton, you know, Mm -hmm. like at least like about my, you know, I guess sports experience or yours for that matter. So here we go. And it was just a totally different um, culture. You know, for me, football was fun because I already love the sport. So there's that. But there's just so much that went into it. And there's like so much community commitment to making football experiences for kids that great so that you could get the most out of them. And I think in Texas, they knew that, you know, they knew like spoiling, basically spoiling their kids would, you know, give them that taste of like, you know, just that little taste of like being a little bit greedy and like loving the hype and like the crowds and all the stuff you get and whatnot. And I loved it, you know, and I love my community. I loved, you know, my teammates, my coaches and whatnot. And I ultimately knew like if I put in the work, and if I get to start for at least two or three years for the Plano Wildcats, then I'm for sure going to get a scholarship. Because in Texas, I don't know if you knew this, but you know, most, I guess, 5A, 6A top tier like football programs, they put out a lot of football players. Like You could get a scholarship or a playing opportunity to a D1 school, D2, D3 schools. Like The school back in my hometown puts out at least 10 to 14 players each year on scholarship just for football and that's not even including basketball everything else which is its own uh, monster as well and so i felt like if i put in the work then that'd be worth it you know because i'll get a scholarship i'll be able to go to college which nobody in my family has ever done before and it's a big thing and then coming to colorado it was just different like there wasn't a guarantee that if i played for um i'm going name drop because i already did if i played for doherty high school or tca or liberty that I would get a scholarship anywhere, <laughs> you know, like it'd have to be one of those things where I'd have to be exceptional. Plus, you know, I just didn't really vibe with the culture and like, it was just different. Like in Texas, I played with a lot of Latinos, Mexicans, like African-Americans here. It was very Caucasian to say the least, you know, and it was just different. And that definitely contributed to why I quit sports along with a bunch of other family problems and just not feeling supported. But anyways, with all that being said and that little recap, uh, by the way, check out the last episode if you haven't yet. W- did you ever go through, I guess, burnout symptoms or have thoughts like, like maybe this is this is a little bit too much and what and whatnot? Because I know eventually you did, you know, um, decide to quit cheer before your senior year of college. Mm-hmm. But that was more because you know you're gonna be a teacher, right? Yeah. And you got all these commitments, and I get it because I, I mean, I basically went through a lot of the same thing, like student teaching, practicums, all that, and it's hard. I couldn't imagine playing a sport and doing all that, you know, and graduating and being the best teacher you could possibly be. But before that, I would say, have you ever had any burnout symptoms or thoughts about quitting? Honestly, like not really. But really? I think it's because every year was so different for me. Like in high school, I said my freshman year I got to compete. Then after that, we got a new coach every single year, which made it like really hard to cheer. Just like, I never wanted to quit, but I just, we really wanted to compete as a team. But um, since we got a new coach every year, the athletic department just didn't think it was a good idea to make a new coach have to do competitions so we just never got to do that even though like the entire team wanted to do that so that was like something that I always wanted and every year like me and my teammates fought for and like 
went into the athletic department and like talked to the athletic director like all the time and we're like please let us compete and he's like <laughs> no yeah so um then I honestly didn't even think I would have the opportunity to cheer in college just because like coming from a high school that didn't compete and like I knew colleges were very competitive and just their skill level was really high and I didn't really think I had that skill level but luckily um, my coach at UNC like saw that potential in me which I'm so grateful for and she gave me that opportunity to cheer there and um so my first two years, I actually wasn't on the mat to compete. My freshman year, I like kind of expected that. I didn't really think I would just because I didn't have the tumbling skills and I was like still new to just the whole competitive environment. And so I wasn't expecting to compete that year. And then sophomore year, I kind of had a little more hope that I would be able to, but then I ended up not being able to. So I wasn't on the mat that year, but then I got put an, in as an alternate for a little while while one of our flyers was out because she got injured. And I was like so close to being on the mat, but then she got better, which obviously I'm so grateful <laughs> she got better. Yeah. But um, so I think every year I was just pushing to have that opportunity to compete because that was like something I'd always dreamed of. Like this sounds so dramatic. But, like, no, since I was okay. little, I, like, watched it on TV because it's on TV. Yeah. And, like, I was like, wow, that looks so cool. Like, I want to do that one day. <laughs> and I was, like, so close to that opportunity. Like, okay, I made it into college. Like, that's where they compete. And, like, freshman year, okay, I didn't get it. But there's next year I could do it. So then, like, just keep pushing myself, trying to get those skills that I need to be on the mat. And then finally my third year I got the skills. And, um, yeah, I was finally on the mat. And, like, that was probably one of the best moments of like my whole cheer career it was like so cool so yeah I think just like having that motivation throughout that whole time kept me going and like when I was I don't know starting to get tired of it because like being an alternate that wasn't the funnest thing on earth like you pretty much just have to you're there to support your team and like you have to know the routine and like you don't just have to know one person's routine like you have to know like everyone's routine because you don't know who's going to get hurt that's fair so like I had to know all of the flyers routines because if one of them was gone or if one of them was injured, like I'd have to go in and they don't have time to like teach me her routine. So I have to already know it. But so it's kind of hard just like sitting there at practice, like, okay, you just have to sit there and learn it, but you don't actually get to do it unless one of them's hurt, which like isn't ideal circumstances because they're like your teammates. You obviously don't want them getting hurt. So when it was finally that year for me, it was like definitely so worth it. But, and it was a good ending to it because then I knew it was time for me to focus on like the next part of my life with teaching, but it was the best way to end my cheer career, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that's honestly such an awesome story because I I mean, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, like I'm definitely coming from, you know, a position of privilege where in football, like obviously every game is competitive, but in cheer, mm-hmm. you know, it seems like one of those sports that could definitely be marginalized from program to program. It just depends mm-hmm. what it was. You know what I mean? And so, like, I mean, hats off to you. You worked hard and you got to where you wanted to be and you did what you wanted to do. And that's something not a lot of people could say, honestly. Yeah. You know? And, like, I mean, because I did it. Like, I wanted to play college football. But obviously, life happens. And there's stuff that you just can't control sometimes, you yeah. know? And, I mean, sometimes you can't control, you know, your playing time because there's somebody better than you. And it happens. And, you know, an injury happens and it gives you that opportunity. So, you never know. So, hats off to you. That's... That's awesome, you know, that's a great, that's such a great story, but. Thanks. So, well, that being said, 
No, you had a great seven-year career, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you'd agree and yeah. say that it was super fun. You had a ton of memories. Like, I mean, at least maybe it's just because y'all have to. But when I watched y'all, or when I watched you, you seemed like you were having a ton of fun out there, and you were killing it. I mean, Thanks. am I wrong? <laughs> no, it's a blast. Okay, I love it. I mean, your face kind of hurts after a while because like you have to smile the whole time. But yeah, it's okay. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie; it seemed a little bit unnatural, but I wasn't oh, yeah. about to roast y'all. Well, like that. it's because our coach is like behind us, being like, "Smile!" So you kind of like forced to, and it hurts really bad. But yeah. You know, your cheek muscles get pretty strong, so sure. it's cool. Yeah, for <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right. So, with all of that being said, I know you want to be a coach. Like a chair coach, is that right? Yeah. So, Sometime soonish. Yeah. So, hey, you know, if there's a program out there, you know, you have a great cheerleader here with a ton of experience. Oh, yeah. There you <laughs> go. So, quick shout out uh, right there. But what do you look forward to most when you do end up coaching? I think just supporting my athletes. And I think cheer could be a sport that, like, at least I've noticed. It's very under-supported within athletic departments just because a lot of programs don't see it as a sport still. So you kind of get, like, you get the last bits of everything. Like, in high school, Mm -hmm. like, we didn't get access to the gym to practice. So we had to practice, like, in this little hallway where it was probably not very safe to practice cheerleading. (laughs) But, like, the other sports had first dibs for the gym for, like... All the times, like for 6 a.m. practices, so we couldn't do that. For like after school, so like we couldn't do that. And like if we wanted to get in the gym to like have to have like all our mats rolled out, we would have to do that like months in advance for them to even like let us in there. So I think just giving my athletes like a voice and like really listening to them, and if they want to compete, giving them that opportunity to compete. Because I think in high school, I want to coach high school. So um, yeah giving them that opportunity to compete in high school because I think it could open up a lot of opportunities for them, like with colleges if they want to cheer in college and just seeing that competitive side of them because I didn't really get to see that competitive side of me until it was literally my last time performing, which was like sad because I was like, wow, I like love this competitive side of me that yeah. like I never really saw brought out because I didn't have that opportunity. So giving them that opportunity. So yeah. For sure, yeah. So like... You know, having somebody who would advocate for them, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I totally get that. You know, I totally get that. And th- this is just something that came to mind. But I, when I first moved here, it kind of blew my mind that there weren't, like, I, get, I don't know. Like, middle school sports in Colorado is way different than Texas, to be honest. But it blew my mind that there weren't cheer squads in middle school. Was that mm-hmm. right for you at over at TCA? Yeah, it started okay. in high school. So I would say most like school cheer programs in Colorado start in high school, but then there is this whole other side of like all-star, which honestly is becoming like really big. Right. Like gyms, there's a new gym in Colorado called Steel Athletics, and that's one that's like growing a ton. And like I said before, like you could start as early as four years old and like those kids are like crazy. Like they're already doing skills that like I can't even do. Like, how are you doing that? It's For like sure. insane. And by the time they're like in high school, they're incredible and like competing at such a young age, it just like opens up this whole new door of cheer that like a lot of people don't know about. So if there's not school programs, I think looking at all-star programs is definitely like, it's different than like typical school game day experiences because yeah. all-star gyms don't like cheer for other sports it's like strictly competitive that's all they do so yeah 
but that's like the middle school alternative, I guess. That's so weird. Wow. I I mean, okay, maybe it's not that weird because I know there are other sports where like, you know, you can't play in middle school, but you could do in high school mm-hmm. for sure. But wow, that's so that's really interesting. So that's crazy in itself that, I mean, that just shows, you know, the difference between cheer and other sports mm-hmm. and, you know, definitely the, uh, the differences for sure. And that's not even, I mean, that's not even really sport related. That's just outside of the sport really and advocating and getting into politics and whatnot i'm sure right Mm -hmm. so would you ever like coach one of those like younger levels younger age groups and whatnot or is that just not like something i don't know i think think since like i don't have experience with all-star it's like so different i feel like just because it's so competitive and like i don't know i think i've always been more leaning towards the side of like coaching for high school just because you have both aspects. You have the game day and the com- like the competitive aspect of it. So I don't know. I mean, I like little kids a lot. Obviously, I'm going to teach them. But yeah. I think I'd want to <laughs> stick with high school just because like, that's what I'm used to. Interesting. For okay. sure, at least. Yeah, no, for sure. And that makes, I mean, that makes a ton of sense to me, for sure. All right. So, yeah. I mean, this isn't on our uh, little docket. But would you let your kid do that? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, because I know there are some people like... I don't know, me, I mean, obviously the sports are different, but with football, but there are definitely some, you know, parents or adults, I, mean, I don't know, things could change. I'm not a parent, by the way, and she's not either, nope. you know, way too young for that. <laughs> but but um, there are definitely parents who, you know, they might not want to put their kids into such competitive environments like that. You know, I know for me, I didn't do that stuff, and I still love football, but in Texas, I was like maybe the only kid out of 60 on my team that did not play youth sports for at least two or three years on that level. And it was it was crazy. And, you know, it's youth sports in general is really crazy. I mean, this is what ultimately <clears throat> this mini series is all about youth sports and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, so but you would, you know, you put yeah, that, I you know, think- put them in a competitive environment. Yeah, I think it's a really cool opportunity because you can like grow so much. For sure. And I wish I would have done that when I was little. So like if my kids want to, like I'm all for that. I would love it. (laughs) No, for sure. I I mean, I totally get it. Like I didn't get to do, you know, youth sports or summer camps like that. But if I could provide that for my kids and for sure get after it. Make mm-hmm. me some money when y'all go pro. <laughs> so, like, with other sports, they're, like, is the opportunity for them to go pro? And, like, with cheer, after you graduate college or, like, age out of an all-star gym, like, that's it. Like, there's no pro cheer. Like, there's, like, Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, but, like, that's a sure. dance team. Like, it's they don't do stunts. They don't really – they might do a little bit of tumbling. But once you're, like, done with college or you reach the maximum age of, like, a gym – for all-star then like that's it so it's like a sport that has a very limited time for you to really like be in it and you can't really go much further which is interesting also what you're saying is that you can't profit off of it either like get a salary okay (laughs) no wow that sucks um i personally didn't know there was a difference between you know like i guess um, pro football nfl cheerleaders and in that but yeah. i mean i guess that makes sense now that you really think about it i know there are some cheerleaders though that you know go into that and that's kind of like you know like an avenue that they go down but it's it's not the same though right yeah no because i don't know it still takes like 
a lot of hard work to be on those teams, but it's just different from what cheer has like grown to be because they're not doing like the high level stunts. They're like focusing mainly on like sideline dances and a little bit of tumbling and stuff like that and like cheers. So it's not really like as diverse and complex as like cheer has grown to be. Okay. No, yeah. And that totally makes sense. All right. So we're going to go into the next question because we're kind of closing up here. But so imagine that you're a coach, right? So just imagine that. Uh, We'll say high school level. And you have you have either, you know, a girl or a boy because, you know, boys could definitely cheer. That's something that I feel like is getting disproved, like, you know, getting disproven uh, as time goes on that boys can't cheer. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. that whole stereotype because they definitely do. Oh, they're and, vital to our team. Oh, yeah. And they have a role for sure. You know, I, I mean, I've seen it and I'm sure you've experienced it for sure. But imagine that. So you have a high schooler, right? And, you know, they, they kind of want to get into extracurriculars and stuff like that, like do a sport, something like that. But if you were to talk to them, trying to convince them to join your cheer squad, what are some of the benefits or things you would pitch to them to get them to join? I would say that it creates a really good community and just like team bonds, like the team that you're part of really just becomes your family because you spend so much time with them and you just have like a different level of trust like amongst everyone because like we said before like every single person on the team is incredibly vital to a routine and like you just i don't know you all grow super close to that so it makes a really good community just to have to support you in things other than cheer just in life and like that's where i met like well i didn't meet them there but that's where like (laughs) my friends that have become my best friends like we cheered together throughout all of high school and like I think that's one of the reasons why we're all so close like still to this day like me and my friends from high school are like still all best friends and like that's kind of uncommon I think so I think that's something that I really appreciate from cheer and I think also just um the way you can push yourself you can never like stop growing and learning from cheer there's like always a new skill that you can get there's always a different stunt you can get. You can always do it better. So you can really never stop improving. And then also just like the complexity of it. Like there's so many aspects of cheer that I really think people just fall in love with. Like for me, my favorite part was stunting, but for someone else, their favorite part was tumbling or jumping or like different things. So there's just so many different parts that people can fall in love with and grow. And yeah. I don't know. There's so many good things about it. I love it. No, for sure. And hey, I love that passion. You know, that's that's the type of energy we need out of out of future coaches and whatnot. You know, and you know, I I respect that. I respect that because like I totally feel, you know, the same way about football. You know, it's one of those things that I love, and I would probably say a lot of the same things. You know, I wouldn't say that it would be just as challenging as cheer. You know, because cheer definitely seems like there are like an unlimited amount of challenges right in football you know it's uh, you know it's a difference of sport you know it's just a difference of sport so i totally get that and for a lot of people you know that's appealing like having something that pushes them and pushes them to get better because i think well i think high schoolers and you know just kids in general you know from when they could first start competing in a sport moving up they want to be challenged they want to have fun because I really don't think you could have fun playing a sport while not being challenged. Like, it might be fun, like, every now and then, like, having a season where you're, like, 
like you and your team are just killing it you know on top of everything like everything's going great and you're just dominating all the competition like one season for that and then you know winning the championship like that's awesome you know but you know when you get to the point where you're just doing that over and over again and you're not really getting challenged there's definitely a little bit of disconnect would you say so as well yeah and i think with cheer like every year brings like new challenges there's a new team like you have new people and that creates a completely different environment and like completely different set of skills and then you create a completely new routine which has its own challenges in and of itself so i think that's one of the cool things about cheer like every single year is so different because it's new people in a completely different routine that you're working towards Mm -hmm. and yeah so that's something that's different about it i guess too yeah no for sure all right so last question here but if you could go back in time right now what would you tell your past self at the start of your cheering career i think i would tell myself that it's gonna be like a hard journey but it's gonna be worth it so keep pushing myself and then also just to trust myself and to trust my teammates because i think when I started cheer, I was, like, terrified of stunting. It was so scary. I, like, <laughs> yeah. did not want to do it. Like, I did because I wanted to be able to do it. But it was just, like, kind of scary for people to, like, throw you in the air. Yeah. And so I think that was something that I kind of always carried with me. Just, like, a little bit of fear of, like, oh, my gosh, what could happen if this goes wrong? And, like, that's definitely not a good mentality to have in cheer. So I would have told myself just to trust myself and have more confidence in myself because once I like snapped out of that and was like oh i could do this oh i trust myself oh i trust these people around me then like it made like a world of difference and just trusting my teammates because if i don't trust the people who are holding me then i'm not going to be able to do my job as well and so i think just having that mindset of i know what i'm doing and my teammates know what i'm doing and just trusting them and trusting my coaches that they know what's best and yeah Okay, so like, so self-confidence, right? Self-confidence, right? Okay. No, I mean, that totally makes sense. And I mean, I can't blame you. Like, honestly, if I had to rely on one of my linemen, like, I love y'all, but I had to rely on them to throw me in the air and catch me. (laughs) (laughs) That that would not be the move. I'm telling you right now, like, hey, shout out to all the linemen that have ever blocked for me and that have helped me score touchdowns and whatever. But, like, I really don't want to do that. <laughs> and so I totally get it. Like, there is – it's a different level of trust. Like, you got to really, like, yeah. trust somebody. Like, I feel like it's – I mean, feel free to argue with me here. But I feel like it's one of those things where you can't just fake trust somebody, you know? Yeah. And it's, like, it was definitely hard switching over to college because, like, in high school, I, like, grew up with these people. Like, I knew them all really well. And then coming to college, it's like, okay, hi, I've never met you. Now I'm going to throw you in the air. And it's just, like, (laughs) different because you have to just, like, trust them right off the bat. But it ends up, like, making you all super close and just, like, I don't know. You just want to protect each other in every aspect of life because... I don't know, you just grow so close and bond with each other in such a different way because there have been some scary moments where it's like, oh my gosh, that could have been really bad, but you just literally saved my life. Thank you. So it's like <laughs> that kind of creates a special bond when that happens. Yeah. And so that's why I think like cheer teams become so close. And I mean, all teams do, but specifically with cheer right now, just, I don't know, looking back at all the different teammates I had, like we all had such a unique special bond that I'm like so close to all of them still. 
And I think it's because of those moments that like you grow with each other, you're with each other in like the really hard moments where like you're trying to get a skill so bad and then finally you all get it together. And it's because you all put in that effort and that work and you finally made it hit. And like, that's one of the best feelings ever. So. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, well, that goes the same with, uh, with any sport really. I mean, well, I wouldn't say any sport. It's a little bit different because I know the best teams, at least the best teams that I've been on or played on or whatever, they've always trusted each other and there wasn't a doubt, you know, but in cheer, it definitely feels like, like it's not just the best teams that have to do that. It's, it's pretty much every squad because there's a mm-hmm. lot going on, you know, is, yeah. is that right? Yeah. Okay. I agree. Yeah. And so, and so that just kind of adds to the difficulty because I mean, you know, like I, I, mean, I don't know <laughs> what, how should I say this? I, I don't know how you'll approach it as a coach, but like for me, if, I mean, if I was coaching cheer, which I don't know anything, so there's that, but <laughs> if I was coaching cheer, I wouldn't blame a kid for not, you know, having a ton of trust in their teammates right away because it's not like they're doing real easy stunts or that like, you know, any of them can't snap their neck or elbow at any moment if something goes wrong, yeah. right? How would you like, yeah, how, how would you address that? How would you have your, you know, have your kiddos like trust each other a little bit more? I think, we kind of mentioned this earlier, but just like trusting themselves because if they don't have that confidence in themselves, they're not gonna go as hard. And like, that's what a lot of my coaches would tell me. It's like, you know what to do. So just do what you know how to do. So like, yeah. If you put your 100% into this, then like the people that are like under you who are basing you, like they're gonna do their job. But if you do something different, then that's gonna screw up what they have to do. So like, for example, like in a stunt, if I don't spin fast because I'm scared and I'm like, I don't wanna spin fast because that sounds terrifying, but like, that's what I'm supposed to do. And if I don't do that, that makes it unsafe. Right. So like, just having each athlete trust themselves to go 100%. And if each person does that, then it works. So if it's like hard for them to trust the people around them, just having them trust themselves, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. That makes sense to me. All right. So, okay. Basically, I didn't mean for this to be like a whole interview because it kind of seems like an interview as in like I'm hiring you as a cheer coach. Oh, no, it's fine. But as a cheer coach or as somebody who wants to be a cheer coach what is something that you would emphasize you know so like what kind of coach you would be because i know i mean there's a ton of different ways to coach everyone has you know their own styles i think we all know that in youth sports for sure uh personally for me i'm a guy that i love to get to know my kids and get to know you know uh, what their family is like what their family life is like you know past experiences what they love to do and whatnot because I, I just need to get to know them, you know, like I can't expect them to trust me if I don't know them or if they feel like I don't know them, you know. So mm-hmm. for me, I'm definitely a relationships guy. I want them to be a good person. And then, you know, winning. I mean, look, they'll, they'll be playing the game. But you know, as long as they're doing what they got to do, it's up to me to plan out their success. And, you know, if they're doing what they got to do, then there's no worry there. But for me, I'm definitely a relationships type coach. What kind of coach do you hope to be? I would say pretty similar. Like, I think focusing on building, like, that family with the team right away because I think that's important for teams. And, like, I've been on teams that are like that, and it makes the year so much better. Like, when you go through hard times, then, like, you could just rely on that. 
which is really important, I think. And especially in high school, I think students like really need to have that support because some kids don't have that at home. So just creating like where cheer can kind of be that outlet for them to like feel safe and I don't know, be able to like have their family if like, yeah, I don't know if their family life isn't great creating that, but also being someone who pushes them like out of their comfort zone because I had coaches who did that for me. And like they saw that I could do something that I didn't really think I could do. And then they pushed me to do it. And then I was like, oh, I actually can do that. That's cool. So like seeing the potential in every athlete and pushing them to do that. Because I think a lot of times athletes like don't push themselves because they don't think they can. Yeah. But having someone who is really like saying, I see that in you and I know you could do it. And like I had my college coach did that to me, for me and I think that made like a world of difference and then like some coaches in high school did that too and I think I like wouldn't be where I ended up without them so yeah being that no for sure athletes. for sure yeah I mean it's all about setting those expectations and you know pushing them challenging them that's how you get the best results in my opinion so all right hey so First off, I appreciate you coming on to the podcast. It was great hearing your perspective and whatnot. Of course, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, it was great. And you know what? I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll have you on for, I don't know. Maybe we'll have you on in the future. Cool. But I appreciate you coming on. Um, I mean, any last comments, last words you want to say? No, I think that's it. I think it was cool just to be able to share some insight onto cheer because a lot of people don't get to like hear about all the ins and out of it and it's really growing sport that's complex so it's really cool to just dive into that so thanks for having me yeah of course and hey i support it you know i'm a physical educator so it's okay i'm not gonna say i have to but you know i i want my students to have as many you know uh you know physical activity opportunities as possible and that's just my philosophy and whatnot so hey i support it it's a great sport it's I mean, it's not an easy one. <laughs> so if you want something that's challenging, something that'll push you definitely physically and most definitely mentally as well, you know, do some cheer. Boys oh, yeah. and girls. Yeah, yeah, do it. It's awesome. For sure. But anyways, that'll wrap up the sixth episode of this mini series that we're doing on youth sports for the summer. Make sure you tune into the last five episodes as well. You know, uh, first off, I just want to say we appreciate the support. They've been doing super great. You know, we've put out a lot of great episodes, a lot of, you know, just deeper dives into youth sports that, I mean, personally, I wanted to do. So make sure you check that out at The Cycle 365 on Spotify, Google Podcast, honestly, pretty much any podcast platform you could think about. And uh, yeah, be on the lookout for next week's episode, be on the lookout for episode 40 the big four zero of the official cycle three, six, five podcast and follow us on social media. Show us some love as always. And yeah, that's it. Peace. Bye.